0: Hey, guys, before we get to the show, go ahead and click subscribe. This way, when you're subscribed to this podcast, every time we have a new episode come out, you'll get notified right away and you'll be listening to a bunch of money-making, game-changing information to grow your business. So go ahead, click subscribe, and enjoy the show. Thanks. Welcome to the Fitness Business University podcast. This is Tom Langton. I'm here with Vince Gabriel. Vince, how are you doing, man? I'm a little unconfused on where I'm supposed to be sitting, because there's two of us on the screen right now. Should I move back? Do I move forward? I think you're fine. This is a little fun. weird. We have It's not just the two of us today. We have a very special guest.
1: And just talking to him for like 10 minutes before we start, I'm already fired up. But I'm going to
0: let you introduce the special guest, Vince. So you have a story you want to tell. Oh, yeah. Well, so the, our special guest is, is a guy named Martin Rooney. And uh, I look at Martin Rooney as the, the Tony Robbins of the fitness industry. And it's funny, I was talking to Martin last night. And he says he's never been to a Tony Robbins event uh, before in his entire life. If you've ever seen Martin speak, you would think like he would have. But uh, he beats to his own drum uh, in, in that accord. But Martin, I think, is – I mean, I've had a lot of different mentors and coaches uh in my life and martin rooney is in the top three in that category of people that have influenced me in my career as not just a a really just a man a coach a trainer but also a human being and a person and uh you know i followed martin i was like a little puppy dog you know when i was getting in the industry and followed martin around all the time and he always the, the, the funny story is i would always be in the front row so martin Rooney would go and perform better, and he'd speak and perform better, and I would always be in the front row. And after a while, Martin was like, "This guy from New Jersey, he's always in the front row. He's always..." and I started like all of a sudden, Martin and I just, you know, became friends because I was always the guy in the front row at Martin Rooney's talks, and uh, it was really cool. And then uh, I think that was the first time we ever met, but the second, the and I. I believe that everyone watching this should listen to this DVD. Martin did a DVD on NFL Combine training for uh NFL it was like, yeah, it was just a straight up NFL Combine. It was, it was a, and I watched that video, no joke, Tom, you know, 75 times. 75 times to the point where I could probably go back and I can rehearse and memorize lines. I probably watched that you know video more times than any human being alive but that was the one of the most impactful videos, not from what you were teaching in terms of combine, but in just the way you were coaching and the way you you brought that whole thing out there and the energy you brought to that session was totally transformed me as a coach. It was just, it was really through a DVD. It was the live events were great, but that DVD that you did was like a huge game changer uh, in my life and then I obviously got to visit you out in New Jersey and we did some training together I was supposed to train with some judo guy that Martin had, and the guy didn't show up, And so Martin put me through these like crazy-ass workouts, and it was crazy, and then uh, we actually brought Martin in to come to GFP, and he did a seminar at GFP, which was absolutely amazing, which I want, I want you to tell the story of, because I told Martin about it last night, and uh, so Tom will tell the story about the, something Martin said to us, it's probably 10 years ago now, Martin, 10 years ago, and he told us one story that still is a foundational part of what we do every day at Gabriel Fitness. Um, So, Martin is just an unbelievable coach. He's got this crazy book coming out, which is going to be amazing, that he's going to tell us all about. But uh, it's really an honor to have uh, Martin Rooney on the show. Welcome, Martin.
2: Yeah, well, hey. My pleasure, you know that, guys, and and Vince, thanks for setting the bar about as low as Tom's voice. Now, we, <laughs> now, now, man, everybody listening, we they gotta man, something magic has to happen. I can light people on fire during a combine video. Wait till they see what they're gonna hear today. But I think, hey, one thing that's important for this is for the listener. We're doing this to, to give you something, to take you to another level. And already there were some things in there, if you weren't listening to that story, that were really important. And the first one was, hey, before Vince ever got up and now he's presenting alongside those, which I think is so cool. Hey, he was always a student in the back row, he sat in the front row. And that's how he was easy to be noticed because a lot of people don't sit in the front row; they hang in the back, acting like they don't really have anything to learn. And uh, hey, you got to be the you got to be the consummate student for a long time before you get to be the teacher. And uh, and maybe another lesson there too is no matter what it is your topic is or what you're doing, if you're on fire and you got some real enthusiasm about it, you know people are going to listen. And uh, and that was always my coaching style, and I'm glad that that shined through. So. I think that's an important biggie right there to pull out of that. That we never know each other if it wasn't for those couple of things, and uh, and everybody out there, you should be building relationships. It's not just you know who you watched or read, but it's it's who you know that does really become important. And and uh, our relationship, hey, like uh, you'll hear today, Tom went to the high school where my you know my, a lot of my my wife and her family all graduated from. But the neat part about it is we never know that. If we never get into conversations and start talking and having a real relationship, so so I'm excited to share today. And uh, but if you're not sitting in the front row, you know you've heard if you're not first, you're last. Well, yeah. man, if you're not sitting in the front row, you maybe you're last too.
0: Well, 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 the worst part about it though is since I was sitting in the front row. Like you maybe called you called me up and we were doing like this deceleration thing, <laughs> and I had to like run and stop with my face an inch away from the wall, <laughs> and like it was. It was it was very embarrassing because I like tripped and fell and stuff. I think
2: and I and if that. anybody's seen Vince's face from a while ago when he was still a Temple football <laughs> star, it was a lot bigger, so that he had to stop further away from the wall, which we were just also talking uh, about. Oh so if you and so if you are a fan of Vince's and you have not seen that picture, see it and then be afraid because that guy will come after you unless. You <laughs>
0: <know>. <laughs> not that guy is gone, and thank <laughs> God he's gone. Holy gosh. Uh, uh, but um, so I, I want to. One of the most I want. I would definitely want to get into the book. But I do want Tom to talk about the story that you told because I think this is one of the most important lessons for a gym owner, a business owner. Listening to this is that lesson that you brought uh, to to us. So uh, I haven't told Tom what it is. I hope. But Martin, we talked about we talked about it last night. And so I want to see if Tom remembers. Tom, don't make me look like an ass. Is this the contest? <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, guys. You got it. This is yep. something that,
1: Martin, this is like a foundation for everybody we hired. Uh, front desk, most of you know, obviously the coaches, but everybody that comes here. And I think about you every time because it's like when I used to leave perform betters when I was younger, like, it was like, how was the sound? My wife would ask me. i like, oh, dude, like, my wife thinks I have the biggest man crush, which well, she's right. I'm, because I would always be like, dude, this guy, Martin Rudy, is unbelievable. But... <laughs> The car test is something you talked about, and because we train, you know, a lot more adults as well, we call it the coffee test. Yeah. But you said when that kid walks out and gets in their parents' car after a session with you, and the parent says, hey, how was it? You know, what does a 12-year-old kid say? Does he say, oh, it was all right? Or does he go, oh, my God, it was the best thing ever. Tom, we pushed a sled and we were doing jumping jacks. Same thing we talk about the coffee test with our adults when, you know, a 40-year-old woman leaves and goes to have coffee with her friends. When they ask about the workout, does she shrug her shoulders and go, it was all right. Or was it like, oh, it was the best, you got to check this place out. And that's something that literally is the foundation of our coaching style. And we talked about it literally on a weekly basis, every meeting, every new person that comes in, so. No, well, yeah. and,
2: and you know what's funny? It's a universal concept we're talking about there. And for everybody listening, what are we hinting at? It's whether you want to call it customer service, or sometimes it's referred to as customer experience, it will be what your business. You could also consider it either your competitive advantage or your competitive disadvantage. Now, if you're listening to this, you're probably in the fitness space and uh, probably running a business too. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I've been in it for 20 years. It's hard. It's always been hard. And there is always competition. So I think people will think like, oh man, it's so competitive today. Nah, like man, there's been gyms on every corner forever. It's just the gyms sometimes take a different shape or size. And, but throughout all of that, the ones that have survived are not the ones with the coolest workout. They're not the ones with the fanciest exercises. They're going to be the ones that make the most incredible connection because of the customer experience. And that's where, you know, even all those years ago, it was probably a decade ago, we were talking about it and how how I say it for everybody listening. So you can use it is I say, there's just this one question that's gonna determine the future of your business, whether it's gonna succeed or fail. And that is, again, whether it's the coffee shop or the car or they're talking to their friend on the phone or texting, they're gonna be like, oh, you were at your thing, you know, you were, at, you were at that workout or you were at that gym, you know, or that performance center, how was it? And if you, and we're not just saying this stuff here, Vince knows this, I forget, uh, it's called. Um, I wish I had the exact thing. It's at a, the Harvard Business Review, but it's either called the number, I'll have the, we'll look it up and we'll put it in a link below. But how I always understood it is there's this number. And if a person isn't giving you a 10 or a it's nine. Called, it's called the net
0: promoter score.
2: Net promoter score, that's it. And, and no. if you get a nine or a 10,
0: they're a fan and they will tell people about you. Yeah. And anything, there's, there's a whole, the seven, yeah. eight is one. And then the below a six, it's called a detractor. Yeah. And those are the people that are going to leave and pretty much potentially talk crap about your business.
2: So, so guys, checking that stuff out. Now, the, the book is a super hard read. Do you need to read the book? No. You need to nah. read my book, Coach, Coach, it's easier. Book, <laughs> yeah. But to give you the summary, just like Vince did masterfully there, but here's the piece that scared me, which I think helped me at that time to get the how was it. If it's not a nine or a 10, your business is losing. Like, you're gonna, yeah. your business is going to fail. And So for everybody listening on the, how was it? If their answer isn't, Oh my God, how was it? This giant named Tom was walking (laughs) around and carrying people, you know, and doing this and man, it was unbelievable. The music was great and this was great. And, and you got to go with me there, man. And if that's not the answer, then your business is in big trouble. And until people understand that, I think we get too caught up in my workouts, the best, or this guy down the street doesn't know what he's talking about or, uh, you know, uh, man, uh, you know, I'm keto now, or, oh, did you hear what this guy said about kettlebells? Nobody cares. They care about an incredible experience. And if you can deliver that and let's not, uh, like not be in reality. Cause Hey, Vince knows I've been living in a gym for 20 years. Hey, for most of you listening, you don't need 5,000 members. You need, you need a, like 150, 200 people in your community on fire about you because you're so great and you'll have a great life and deliver some really great stuff in your town. And, uh, and if you can't do that for a couple hundred people, and your staff can't do that, you're in the wrong business, right? There's, there's a cubicle or, or a computer waiting for you to, uh, you know, bang on, and you can talk about someday how fitness was tough or it wasn't fair. But I, I have
0: this exercise that I, I do in my mind and I advise people to do it. Uh, When you feel like your gym is hard, uh, I want you to drive your car to the train station and I want you to park your car at the train station and I want you to watch the people get on the train to commute to New York City or wherever city they go to and watch them miserably walk on the train and slowly walk and slowly take the train, an hour-long commute. It's like sometimes we we say, oh, the hours are tough and the hours are late. we, are in a, we have an unbelievable opportunity of owning a gym and being a business owner to, one, control our life and give ourselves a ton of freedom, but to do at the same time, to do something great for others and to have contribution in your life. Um, I think sometimes people underestimate that. They, they get tired and maybe they get a little burnt out. And Martin, you've been doing this for, for 20 years and you don't, don't look burnt out to me uh, by, by any means.
2: Well, here's the secret. Vincent, it's kind of funny, and you're hitting some great points, which I think I'm about to do a knowledge bomb drop that's going to make pe- people's heads explode. Uh, that guy you were talking about and why I'm always on fire now, that guy you were talking about that had the commute, you know, the hour one-way commute and suffering and then doing a job all day, uh, not enjoying, that guy was me. So, and hey, for the people that I used to work with, when I was an orthopedic therapist, I found out it was, it wasn't only a few weeks in and I realized, man, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. This isn't what I want to do. This commute is horrible. I sit here doing paperwork all the time. I don't get any visits with people. I'm not making any impact, but I just kept going and I just kept doing it. But so here's first lesson ready Um, for anybody listening. Don't get good at something you don't like, right? Or don't like invest, don't invest your life into something you don't like which that was a really hard realization for me to make that it was something I didn't like. And I was like doing coursework to try to get better at it. That was one big mistake. And, uh, but here's the other mistake is if what you're doing, you're not passionate about it, then go do something else. You know, meaning, hey, so maybe if you're listening to this and you're always burned out, then maybe this was your first job. See, I had the luxury, I guess what I'm saying is I had some really bad jobs before I worked in fitness. And it was much easier for me to see how cool it is. And now I'm gonna, and you guys will nod your head on this one. And here's something else I'm gonna lay on everybody. If you are in the fitness business, this is, it's a it's a service business. You need to be there. I don't know when this movement happened that like I'm gonna own a gym, but I'll never be around and I'll get people to work and I'll sit and I'll put my feet up on an Instagram picture and I'm badass. Like, no, you're out of your mind and your business is gonna go under because now, now you don't even care about that. So I guess what we're hitting at here and this is big is you got to decide, like, do you love what you do? And if you love what you do, you should like, I never not want to be in the gym. I love the gym. Like, like I I would like, I would pay to be in the gym. So wait, I get paid to be in the gym and help people and all the stuff, like you said, then man, how could I not do it? And I think our industry, they need to be reinvigorated about that sometime because look what we just said, the more energy you have, the better net promoter score you're going to get the more energy you have the more passionate you are about what you do so it kind of goes in a circle yeah well, man, if you lose that passion and now you don't have energy and you don't get the good score then your business isn't doing good you lose more passion and it keeps going so people just gotta if you're fired up about it people will know it
0: yeah no it's an easy it's it's I tell you. and and that's kind of what my, why I created this business, this other branch of, of Gabriel Fitness is a consulting business. And it's to help people become better at business. So they don't have to, the, the quickest way to get burnt out is that you do everything. That's the fastest way that you can get burnt out is you find yourself doing all the training, you find yourself doing that. And the inability to actually grow and build a team, like it's, it is going to get really, really hard. Yeah. But if you have the ability to grow your business and you have the marketing and the knowledge and the sales skills to do that, and then you have the chops to, to make some hires and get some people that are working for you, you can you can have a lot of energy because you're not doing everything all the time. So really, the key to energy really is going to be, can you become a better at business and can you become a better business person? So you're not – because, because – Martin, I mean, like is it really possible to have great energy if you're working 18 hours a day yeah no it's way. really hard it's like it's not that you know, I, I don't care how passionate you are and how much you love it you know no one likes to be training sessions for 16 and 18 hours a day and I've done it you've yeah. done it he's oh, done yeah. it it's 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 taxing like well, and, I, and,
2: and here's what we could say too and here's some words that jump out and everybody needs to hear these because I've been playing with them a lot lately one of them I'm hearing there is identity. Right, and mm-hmm. for everybody listening, you gotta. Who do you identify with? Are you the the guy that's do like you said, doing it all themselves? But now you got this LLC, or you made your own logo, but it's your way of the highway. You're gonna do everything, and you are. I love this word, grinding. Like I'm grinding. I rise and grind. I'm grinding. No, see, grinding means wearing down until like you're gone, like that. You know, grinding's not a good word. And if you identify with that and the well, I'm in fitness, so I shouldn't make money. And it's supposed to be hard. Then you'll take the actions that will exactly give you that. But if now you identify and say, I own a fitness business, now you've elevated yourself to a whole different identity. And that should mean that I need a staff. I need to, or I either need to understand marketing. I need to understand customer service and, or I need to get people on my team that can do those things. And this has been the hardest thing for me with our organization is, Hey, in the fitness industry, guys, I'll give you the evolution right now. You ready? Most people grew up, they, they got bit by the iron bug or they played sports. They uh, got a job as a personal trainer. They worked in a gym for a while. Then they said, they came up with this idea that why am I making all this money for somebody else? I'm going to do this myself. And then all of a sudden, just like I said, we're grinding until they get ground out and disappear or By luck, they figure it out, and they use some of the stuff like we're sharing, and they eventually grow a business. And man, like I wish we could accelerate people in that identity process faster, because always remember this, every time you see another gym close or another studio go out of business, we all lose. You know, like like everybody loses. Like the fitness space loses, the people they were trying to help lose, and then people think that it's not a, it isn't a career that has worth and i definitely believe the opposite so so full circle is hey listener you need to decide who you are if you're the technician and your grilled chicken has to be perfect and put in five thousand pieces of tupperware and uh your uh deadlift form is the most important thing you post on instagram then you should just work in a gym dude and like and you'll be happy and that's what you should do but if you want to own a business there's a whole list of stuff that becomes way more important that you need to take care of as that business owner, not saying that the other stuff isn't important and you have passion for it, but you got to let it go and start taking the actions of a, of a real business owner slash entrepreneur. You
0: know? Yeah. And, and while we're on the topic of like, you know, the, obviously the opposite of Martin Rooney is, is burnout, right? You have, you have someone that's filled <laughs> with
2: energy. On the, <laughs> spectrum, on the yeah. spectrum, it's like, the opposite. Out and yeah, the yeah exactly.
0: But but, <laughs> but but the where I see people getting burnt out is there's this physical stress of the grind the grind of the training of the sessions, but there is a massive amount of emotional and mental stress from pressure from signing a lease. Think of think of it. When you when you when you signed your um, when you signed your first lease, you took on however many Hundreds of thousands of dollars of risk. Okay, that is now on top of your head. You now have potentially employees and people that could depend on you to feed their family. Um, You you have you know all kinds of you have clients that are you know depending on you for their help. So there's this mass amount of pressure um, when you do own the business, and when you stack that on top of the physical. That is a, that's a lethal combination that, that a lot of people can't withstand.
1: Absolutely. And,
0: yeah. and, and here's
2: what I'll say about that though. You are in charge. Remember you're creating a business, Hey, number one for profit, but also to create good lives for other people. But here's the thing. Then if that's going to crush somebody, they have to ask themselves if they really are a business person or an entrepreneur, because a business person and an entrepreneur, that's, that's fuel for their fire. Whereas like the guy that's just like the trainer guy. Yeah. Now that's just piled on their back. So I think it is, again, it goes back to that identity thing where, Hey, you want to play the game. There are things that come along with the game and yes, they're pressure. But if you, a true business person, you know, again, or like Elon Musk, like he's trying to send people to Mars, dude. You think he's like, but that isn't stressing them out. That's firing them up. You know what I mean? And, and we're yeah. talking, we're talking billions with a B that that dude is like, gotta sleep on at night, but that guy's ready for it. So I guess what I'm getting, there are things that we will not sugarcoat it that come along with owning a business and then running a business. But if the person understands it correctly, and that is who they are, and that's what they really wanna do, and they and they attack it and build the right team, not only can it be done, there are you know thousands and thousands of success stories of people doing it right. You know, yeah. so, but, but I will keep going back to, hey, here. here's the biggest question, Vince, you ready? And Tom is, and I ask this one a lot when I meet with people, should you do it? Like, should you own a business, right? Or like, like, and if the answer is, if I could go back and start this all over, I wouldn't have done it, then man, like, then that's probably not what that person should be doing. And that's a hard one. But that's any industry. That's not just fitness. That's anything, right? Like, you know how many frozen yogurt places I saw open and close in my area recently? And and you know what? I'm pretty sure every one of those people wasn't passionate about frozen yogurt. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Or whatever else. So, so it is uh man, we're hitting some big stuff. And for yeah. anybody listening, I don't want to deter you away. I want you to be sure you know what you're getting into and that. You know that there are strategies. That's like what Vince does. That's what I do for all of our people too. There are strategies to make you successful, but you gotta use
0: them. The theme of what we're talking about today, and the theme of this whole podcast and why it exists, is you need to become a business person. Yeah. Right. You need to become better at this game, and we could call it a game, you know, of business. And you need to—that's a skill right? That can be improved. And you said some people aren't meant to be in business and, that, and that's fine, but that doesn't mean that you can't, um, you know, become better at business at, than where you are right now. And I hear a lot of this, a lot of guys saying, I just suck at marketing. I just suck at business and I just suck at, I, I'm just not a good business person. And like, what do you tell your clients? Like when your clients come say, well, I just can't eat right. I just, it's, you know, I just can't, uh, I'm not good at deadlifting. I'm not, you know, what do you tell them?
2: Yeah. Well, well, one part is, Hey, everybody can be better, but I hope everybody's listening. It's not your job to be better. So like you're supposed to suck at marketing fitness business owner. That's why you hire a marketing person. But the problem is if you don't have any capital and then you think you're going to do it yourself on your Instagram posts, that isn't, it's going to be hard to compete with the new stuff that's coming down the pike, which everybody knows about. So again, a business owner doesn't try to get good at everything the business owner brings in people that are good at everything and then you're a true business owner. So, you know, again, it it goes back to this identity where you have to, yeah, like I guess what we're talking about, Vance, and this is the best education for everybody is you got to learn what it means to be a business owner and then go act that role out. But if your role right now is you're trying to be everybody and you're not good at any of those things. It's going to be really difficult. So
0: I got a great, great question for you, Mark. So you, you're running a big business. I mean, this is like the train for thing It's not a small operation. I, I, one of the questions I get a lot from gym owners and business owners is, I just don't know what I should be doing. I just don't know what I should be focusing on. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to, to maybe hear, and you're obviously on a much higher level than most of us here. But what are like the things that you do? What are the the specific handful of things that you do that make training for warriors grow, Hmm. that make this a great business? So you're not like, you're probably not going and flying out to every location, training every franchisee, you know, on how they implement their system. You know, you're probably not, you know, um, you know, I I, I, I don't know. There, might be, yeah, I, I, I'll,
2: I'll tell I'll yeah. tell it then. You know, hey, first off, hey, training for warriors is a license, not a franchise. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, so just, just always getting that across that makes it all different. So <laughs> I made know. that mistake yesterday, too. Yeah, so anybody listening, what we have is a licensed program where we have, man, all the training systems, the branding systems, all this stuff available that it it, it takes off all the 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 guesswork. And it takes away all the stuff that you have to do to make it easier to run something and be part of something way bigger. But when you talk about what is my main role or what do I do in a weird way, I do fly to a lot of these places throughout the year. That's where I I spend a lot of my time. And we get together multiple times throughout the year as well. But we get together weekly on the internet, just like we're doing right here, where I'm delivering constant information. So I want anybody that's a business owner uh, one of the secrets to having your business go is repetition and consistency. Mm. And my job is to consistently deliver the messages that are most important, the things that we're executing. Like this month, we've launched new things. Uh, man, I drive that to everybody. And what's really cool is the the internet has created an economy, a scale where, yeah, I don't have to go to every place. If Right now, like, look, we don't have to sit together to do this interview. Like, you know, we're we're, You know, 700 miles apart, but yet the information will still be delivered. So that is my role to make sure that I'm helping these guys solve problems and to be as successful as possible. Because I want them to ultimately help more people, and that's why, uh, in a weird way, uh, it's like I have ownership in hundreds of places, and every day, so it puts a even more pressure because I want every, you know, I want these people to succeed, but yet. if I had not leveled up and I'm like teaching 10 classes today, I can't do that job. Right, so do right, right. So you see how it's what is the most important thing you should be doing? And mine is making sure that our system is always, you know, not only technically correct and really effective and produces, but at the same time, giving everybody the tools which we have built so much comprehensive stuff, like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of content they gotta learn, but then also the ongoing stuff that they're getting all the time. That's my job to be able to have that, deliver that, and uh, and ultimately re- represent and protect the brand.
0: Awesome, awesome. Now, really, really helpful stuff yeah. I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, then how the hell did you write a book?
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, cause talk about leveling up, and now, I mean, I mean, you've, you've written a few, because I, I, I put up a post today, Doc, you remember Doc Anzel, right? At, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he he gave me your book, trained to I win. Saw two, the post. Yeah, yeah, in, in two thousand and six, he gave me. He's like, this is the guy, and you yeah, had trained some of my, you, you had trained some of my buddies from college for the combine, and I was like, I've heard, I've heard of this doc.
2: Doc Anzel, like that that was the train to win book. Oh, see, I have the original one. It's you. It's
1: you. It's yeah, your that was
2: the, that's the old school one. Like played. the old paperback one. And, yeah. man, Kane University used that as one of their coursework books. But, yeah. but Doc helped me uh, – because I was the therapist for his kid when uh, he uh, went to Stony Brook for football. Right, and, and then, uh, you know – master strength coach now, too. Oh, man. it's Yeah, but you see how yeah. – and, man, Anzel was diesel, too. He was a big jack guy. So you got to tell him hello for me. Oh. And uh, – but, uh, you know, here's how it always, where, where I guess the book came from is really though, if you guys were to ask me, where's my mission now? And it's kind of interesting because hopefully today people heard like, wow, the guy knows a lot about business, but really if I were to even go one now level up from that, like what are we doing today on this podcast? We're coaching people, yeah. right? Like, Hey, I'm, I'm, we're trying to say things in a certain way to solve somebody's problem that we're coaching them. Right? Like I've been trying to coach people today. Hey, understand your identity. Who are you? What do you really want? Are you grinding and and like unhappy? Then hey, I'll coach you out. Right? Like I'll either coach you up or coach you out. But I am now like if I were to say what's my mission, my mission is to create a world of better coaches. Now that started with Training for Warriors where we have all these coaches coaching other people out there. And then they're coaching their families and their communities and it's making a big impact. But I started to see – and, hey, I'm a track and field coach, too, at my kid's high school, like an official track and field coach.
0: I was telling and, Martin last night they don't know what they got. None <laughs> of <laughs> those kids have no idea how good yeah, they sometime, have
2: Sometimes, Yeah, we were laughing about that because, yeah, I walk in and it's, you know, you try to – no, they, they get it, though, because now with the internet and stuff, they see what I'm doing, so I think they think it's pretty cool, too. Yeah. But, uh, but I started to realize the most important people in the world – Hey, and it's not against anything. It's, but I wouldn't say it's the, that you know, you just say a doctor or a lawyer or something like that. You say it's a coach. Now a doctor can be a coach. They coach us with health. A lawyer can be a coach that coaches us through our legal stuff. But the whole thing is superseding over all of that is coach. And, uh, that's the word I identify with most. It's the thing that I want for other people. And I realized well, you know, you know how you read that book with Doc Anzel, but that wasn't a coaching book. That was still more a training philosophy book. I realized, well, what's the coaching book like? What's the, you know, uh, you know how we, me and Vince were talking about? What's the Hippocratic Oath of that? You know what being a coach means and how important it is and how you should do a good job with it. And you know what? I sat down, man, and I wrote that book because when I would look at my shelves. I had a lot of books about coaches or you could read their style or their stuff. Never said, man, this is how important it is and you better make sure you get it right because you could mess up somebody the rest of their lives. And uh, I I put it together, which yeah, in time that I did not have, but it was a a work of passion or, you know, and labor of love. And I sent it into the biggest publishing house, Wiley, that covers this style of book because it's a football story. And man, they jumped behind it you know, no rejections, no agent, boom, signed. Then they fast tracked it and it comes out in a few weeks. And I got some, as you guys know, some huge names behind it. So, you know, one was if something's important enough, you'll find the time. But the other thing was when the idea, when it, it's time has come, nothing can stop it. And it was my time to do this book. And, and I'm super excited for anybody to get it. Cause if you're in the fitness industry, you know, if you're a sport coach or in sports or you know somebody in it, they need it. If you're a mom or a dad or a parent or a brother or sister, a spouse, you need it. And uh, I don't know, like I think this is going to be the thing, like you, you guys were hitting that, that's going to I don't take it even to a, make it a bigger conversation than just, say, fitness or fitness business or something like that. And I couldn't be more excited. Awesome.
0: Awesome. <laughs> so, Martin, why don't you, so the book is called Coach to Coach. Yep. And why don't you just tell us a a little bit about the book, what it's about? Yeah.
2: Well, as I was mentioning, it's a story. So it's like a parable story. You read it in a few hours. This is not a textbook. This is not a workbook where you got to do work. I'm just finding, man, like people are so busy now that they can't get through stuff anymore. And I designed it that you're not only going to get through it, You're gonna get from it you're gonna if anything else if people saw today i tell stories right like we were starting off and it was with stories so i made it a big story and there were the small stories within the big story and uh hey it was hard i had never done something like that before but the names behind it like uh rudy from the movie rudy and dan gable and lou holtz and and olympic medalists everybody has jumped on and said man this story is incredible it's got to get out there and so I know I got something here, but the nutshell is it's a younger coach, fitness professional, kind of having trouble at home. Cause he's got no time having trouble with his two daughters. Uh, you know, so you'll see some similarities in my life. Yeah. And, uh, and then man, he's not getting it done on the field and he's not getting it done up the chain. With other coaches either. And his life's falling apart, right? Like he's, he's feeling the pressure. He's feeling the heat. And, uh, in this classic hero's journey, this dude shows up out of nowhere and he's got some of the answers he needs, you know, and, and, and he's hesitant at first, just like maybe some people listening to this today, but then he starts putting it into action and he uses some of these things, these coaching tips and his life starts to change. And so do the lives of the people around them. And it, and it goes this whole thing and there's a huge ending to it, but it's really this journey of a guy learning what it really means to be a coach, some techniques on how to be a better coach, but never forgetting the importance you have if you are somebody's coach and uh, you know, cause I really believe there's an authority that comes with that and you better, man, you better use it wisely or you could really, you could do something bad. And we talked about this offline. Like every one of us has had good coaches and we've had some bad coaches. Yeah. And the last thing you want to be is one of those bad coaches for somebody else. And it happens because there is no education behind it, or there no one. So, I believe when people read this book, there's going to be less bad coaches. And if we got a world of better coaches, we'll have a world of better people. And then, man, that will be now I've really left a legacy beyond like, wow, I had the fastest man at the combine, or I helped guys win a UFC belt, which, albeit it's cool, it's not as big as this, you know?
0: Martin, uh, I. One of the most frequent conversations I have with, with gym owners is they have someone on their team that they need to fire, right, and they can't pull the trigger. Yeah. <laughs> you just you just were talking about good coaches and bad coaches. Yeah. How does Martin Rooney define a bad coach? Uh,
2: well, I, I mean, that one's a, a tough one. I, how I was interpreting that one is – and this might be a cool thing because I've never, you know, obviously, like, hey, if somebody's if we're on the football field and somebody's dropping curses on you and ripping you around and telling you you're nothing, and you'll well, the reason why I ask because
0: I'm I'm, yeah. I'm 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 thinking that you're about to describe someone that's someone listening to this wants to fire, and yeah, when yeah, Martin yeah. Rooney puts I, it in a nutshell, they're going to eventually yeah. get pulled the trigger. So Martin end someone's yeah, so career it's, right it's, now. Let's go. Yeah.
2: Okay. So it's so say it was in the fitness <laughs> thing. Here's what I would say. And I've seen so many of these and we've had to get rid of them all. Somebody that's not on board with the mission. Hey, somebody that's definitely breaking a lot of the rules. They're either showing up late. They are uh, not doing what they are supposed to be doing. Hey, they're, they're saying bad stuff or they're interacting inappropriately with the people that they work with, or they're complaining all the time and everything's negative and no good. And, and here's what I would say to that for anybody listening, if anybody sounds like that person, your business, they want you to fire them they're actually showing you that they they don't want to be there so you're not firing them they fired themselves you just have to you got to do it and here's what i'll say every time i ever deliberated over having to let somebody go and it's hard like that's the worst right yeah. but here's the thing every time it happened my dad who he ran businesses for many years and it's uh, and he's been a great mentor to me um he always said the minute it's over they're relieved you're relieved and the culture of your place goes through the roof because you actually stood for the stuff you said you were going to stand for. So if you know the person has to go, most of your members know they have to go too, and you're looking weak because you didn't do anything about it, right? Because you're too afraid that now I can't fill that spot or maybe I'm going to have to jump back in. So that's one part too is, Hey, do you got, intern programs going you got the gun always loaded with people in coming in through your business that you could you could put somebody in there right away but here's the ultimate i'll tell you and you'll love this you ready vince you're gonna love this one for business hey would uh would bill belichick put the worst guys out on the field so he's got 53 man roster and he's putting the worst guys of those 53 out on the field would he do that no no no, and if a guy wasn't performing and he's not getting it done, what do they do with that guy? They, they cut him. They're gone. It's business, baby. Gone. It's not personal. Like they can't do the job. They're gone. You got to get somebody better in the job. And hey, if you're on that team, right? If you're on the Super Bowl team next year, you guaranteed that spot. No. No, you could be gone again. You, like so, performance is every day too. Not what you did a year ago or five years ago. Because I see that one too. Like. Oh man, he's been here so long. Here's the, the, the tough part on the trainer life is they stay a long time and they keep getting paid more and more until you can't afford to pay them more anymore. And they're actually doing a lot less. And now you're afraid to get rid of them because they've been there a long time. Can you imagine like that's the NFL like that? Yeah, that would never happen. So, so guys, you got to run your, you got to run your business. Like you really are running a, a, a professional organization or a big team. And follow those lessons. And remember, if it is your business and you're letting someone damage it because you're too afraid to do something about it, I'll keep saying it over and over again. You shouldn't own that business, right? Like, uh, you know,
1: boom. There you go. (laughs) You know, like,
2: you know, and hey, that's the kind of stuff that people need to hear sometimes. For sure, that's That's why I I asked asked. it. That's why I asked it. And remember, anybody listening to, and I'll always say this, all the stuff I'm talking about that I sound so sure of, I only know it cause I messed it up so many times and did it wrong and, and yep. wish I could have done it faster. But then when I learned how to did it, do it right, I just didn't make those mistakes anymore. Yep. And that's kind of what owning a business and learning is all about, you know, like you're gonna slip up and, and, you know, not do things, but then when the mistake or the, the bad stuff arises again, it's easy for you to do something about it. Cause you know what to do.
0: I, I also call it the, uh, the sky is falling effect. Uh, that gym owners have, and they think that when they make a decision like that, that everything will implode and the sky will fall down on them if they make this decision. So instead of actually being decisive, which uh, one of the guys I follow named Dave Ramsey, who says a a, a spineless leader is an oxymoron and talks about being decisive, um, that is a quality. And I will say this you lose a lot of credibility with the other people on your team the longer you keep someone on that team that shouldn't be there yeah so every minute that goes by you're losing credibility with the rest of the people on your team and,
2: and even even bigger than that if we really yeah. deeper, any of these scenarios are happening the person hasn't built a good business in the first place like the business should have been built that we don't let the wrong people on and we don't keep the the wrong people on and we know what we stand for and everybody knows the rules so if you break the rules you're gone and and it's okay everybody understands that and that would be a challenge to everybody too if you're getting new into the business you got to decide all this stuff because you know as you've seen me speak like um one thing i would describe is, is if there's not a way that you do your business somebody else is creating that for you. So if you've got a bunch of negative staff or people that shouldn't be there, you allowed that to be part of how you run your business. But if that would have been decided from day one, it never happens. And, and these are all, again, that's like the bigger stuff where you could really deep dive into people's businesses and find all the holes. But you know the job is to plug those. But uh, yeah, but when you have that meeting, you gotta let everybody else know this is how it is for from here on out. Not that we're gonna have this next one too or something. So
0: I, I, I have know. found that the that the, the, the correlation between the less emotional I am, the more success in business I have. Yeah. Well, it's like it, it it's like when I in the beginning you take everything personally. In the beginning, when a client leaves, you like you you think like, what's wrong with me? That client left. They should be here. And a lot of it is about in success in business. It's about being able to control your own emotions and not take everything so personally all the time,
1: Identity. and realizing
0: that you make a good point on the New England Patriots. It's like it's it's business. This is what yeah. the rules are, and this is what we need to do to succeed.
2: And and it just keeps going back to I think the biggest theme for everybody listening today. The biggest theme is, what do you identify with? You see what I mean, like. Bill Belichick identifies as the head coach and he knows the role of a head coach. And this is what I do. And, and this is how I act. Whereas I think a lot of people that own the fitness business identify as the lead trainer, not the business owner. Yeah. And as a result, Because, hey, if you really identify as the business owner and you know that the purpose behind that is to generate profit and, and put food on your family's table, then it should not be a hard decision to get rid of somebody that's hurting that you know what I mean? And, and I'll tell you, that's another part is as you get older and you have a family, those decisions get much easier. I base yeah. those things. I base those things. So when people ask me to come speak and then, Hey, when they hear the fee, somebody might say, Oh, wow, that's a lot. Well, no, cause I got to be gone for like four days for this thing away from my family. What would you, you know, what, what is it, what would you take to miss like a kid's meet or a concert or something like that? Like, yeah. you know, yeah. Then people, they start to get it. So again, it's, who you know what what do you identify with and are you playing that role you know and sure. and and, may, and i think that could be a big thing for everybody today to really help them you know make some of these decisions and start stepping up and leveling up in areas that they have to
1: margarita are, are you doing an audio can you please tell me you're doing an audio book and that you're gonna and that you're right. gonna read it and you're gonna read it i right. think that might be the trick you know it's what's going be in everybody's ear
2: a lot of people have uh asked that and I asked the publishing house, you ready? Because it's a story and there are female characters and male characters and old people, old guy and a Mm -hmm. younger guy, they're actually hiring actors. They're going to do this thing as an audible, but uh, it's actors. So it's, you know, for instance, it's different than, I guess me read You know what I mean? Like now I would read These are conversations, Tom. Like, so I I guess it would be hard for me to like, now I'm the old guy. Now I'm reading the, I'm the wife. Now I'm the, so
0: I have, I have read audiobooks like that where the guy just changes the tone of his voice and talking, it's, it's talking. a little weird. <laughs> yeah, well,
2: and I don't know if I want to do it like, no, no. but so they have a big plan for it, but yeah, it's not me reading it right now. And, uh, and I understand, I guess the philosophy behind it, but, but anybody listening, Hey, if you're interested and you're listening to this before March 10, I got a real special for everybody too, that if you order, I'm calling it get one, give one. If you get one for yourself, but you get a book, also a second book to give to a coach or somebody you know, I put together a bunch of free bonuses. One in particular, it's called the 15 exercises every coach needs to know every day. And the other one is the coach's creed. And for anybody listening that owns a business, both of these should be printed out and on your either mirror or wall. That's what a lot of people are using it as that have gotten it already. And man, you should see it every time before you step out into your Gym or onto the turf or into the floor or at, at your dinner table, and uh, and again and I, and it's and it's only going to be good until uh, right you know before March 10 because I want to prove to the publisher that this this concept of being a great coach has merit and that people want to they do want this so you know so if anybody listened enjoyed that today the way you can help me out because I gave you I gave everybody I guarantee you this I gave everybody million dollar ideas today. Hey, I'm at, you know, now you just got to hopefully buy a 20 buck book or two.
0: All right. And, so I, I, I got a couple things. So I, I'm going to sell a lot of books for you right now, Martin. <laughs> so here's my, here's my uh, plea to the listeners. So at a minimum, at a minimum, this book should be in your library. At a minimum, at a secondary minimum, you should buy a copy of this book for every one of your team. So, you know, when the book is available, I'm going to buy a copy for everyone on my team, but I have an idea for you. So many of you listening to this train athletes, right? And many of us that we train, we have a lot of sports performance people that follow me. One of the ways that you can get in the door, of training athletes is through the heads of organizations. And I'm talking about athletic directors, I'm talking about head coaches, I'm talking about this. So here is my um, business opportunity for you that's gonna help my friend Martin at the same time. So what I would do is I would buy a copy of Martin's book for the most important people in the organizations surrounding your area. So, for example, for me, I will go to the top three high schools in my area, and I am going to ship, or better yet, hand walk a copy into the office and give him a gift. So you're spending $20 to give. Now, one of the most powerful laws of persuasion is the law of reciprocity so you are now walking into the athletic director's office and giving that athletic director a gift now you know he's not going to read it so what you need to do is you need to follow up with him with an email about two weeks later and say hey just following up on the book i gave you wondering if you had time to read it so that is his nudge to actually read it then you follow up with him again and say hey You know, I hope you got the opportunity to read the book. I think it would be awesome if you actually gave a copy to all of your head coaches in your organization. And if you're a friend of this podcast listener, you can say this. You can say, I have a friend, Martin, who wrote the book. I can, if you buy, if we buy a bulk order, I'm sure Martin can work something out where there's a discounted link or something (laughs) like that, where if you buy 50 (laughs) copies... If you buy 50 copies of this, that, so my point is this, whether you want to take that whole or not, my point is this, this is an opportunity for you to get in the door with people that can put you in front of a lot of other people in terms and become clients. And gifting Martin's book to them is a way in the door that you can start the conversation rolling and give something of value to them at the same yeah, time. Yeah.
2: So, I, well, how I would take it for everybody listening, and if anybody did anything, it would be great. First part is, I hope they read it. But, like Vince is saying, man, that's a pretty powerful business card to walk in yep. and start the conversation uh, using and saying, Hey, my philosophy as a coach, Hey, I'd love to work with your team coach or something like that, where, Hey, if those guys took it on themselves to do more, that would be great. But yeah, you can't go wrong with, uh, given a gift, especially one that you believe in that it resonates with you. That's something that, you know, people then want to give a gift back. So I think that's a, you know, a great idea from the marketing uh, guru right there. But if well, nothing else, again, guys, if you get a couple of copies, and you write me at martin at com. I'm going to send you those. Uh, and you know, and I'm sure me and Vince will put the links up and Tom will put some yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. up. Mm-hmm. But uh, I couldn't be more excited about it. And I know, hey, I know, every, yeah, your staff, everybody should read it. And then it should be a meeting where what do we think is our coaching philosophy? Who do we think we are as coaches? It's going to open up. Uh, it's going to be really cool when I start seeing what happens at organizations when they read this thing.
0: I have this thing that I do that I think is is a very usable tool for everyone listening to this. Um, so yesterday, my cousin had a baby and uh, it was a, a girl. And so I have a, whenever I have a friend or a colleague that has a baby, I always give them the same book. I always give them the book. Uh, the book I give when someone has a daughter is what a difference a daddy makes. And then there's a male, and they have a boy. I, um, uh, it's a my Navy mother, it's Raising daddy. Men. No. It's, it's called <laughs> – <laughs> uh, the book is called uh, Raising Men. It's for, for, but then I also have a book specifically when someone gets engaged, and I have a book that I send. And so all I do is I call my assistant, Zach, and I just say, all right, Zach, John had a baby. Send him the book. Yeah, she knows exactly. But the point is, I think that this is when you hire a new trainer, what I would do is I would buy it. This is the kind of, this is the kind of, this is that important of a book where you put in that category. This is the go-to. If you're going to have six books for six different categories, when you hire a new coach or when you have a friend that becomes a coach or someone starts coaching that you hear of, send them a gift use the law of reciprocity, send them a gift and be like, Hey, this book was impactful to me. You should read it.
2: Yeah. So I think
0: that this book coach to coach by Martin Rooney has that kind of impact uh, to be that core gift that you send.
2: Well, I, one, I appreciate that and I can't wait for you to see it, but regardless of it, like we're always bringing out the lessons, like we did originally too for anybody listening. What are we also saying though? Hey, what are, what are you and your team reading? what's the stuff that you and your team are discussing together what are the concepts and topics that listen this is very important as a business owner how are you growing your staff so they don't leave you right because i think that's one of the biggest things is when somebody moves on it's aren't growing anymore and they didn't feel appreciated and one way to do that which i always did is we would read books together go over the topics train together and uh man, that was always really powerful. And at Training for Warriors, we, we do a lot of that, where, you know, that kind of, and, and, and then even with the members too, now I'm at, you know, what's everybody reading, you know, like it's, it pulls everybody together and uh, you can't go wrong with growing other people. So, so guys, whether it's my book or not, man, you, you gotta be doing stuff for your staff and, and pushing everybody to the, for sure.
0: Awesome. Mark, awesome. When's the book going to be available? You said March
2: 10th? Yeah. So it's so, meaning it's you know, and anybody that orders it in their hands on March 10th. And, uh, I should have my first copies in the, in the next couple of weeks, which I can't wait and I'll send one up there to you guys. And, uh, but again, ultimately we're only a few weeks away. So it's, it's so, uh, I just cannot wait, but I know there's going to be great impact, but I hope everybody, if they are listening, man, the, the way they can best help is to put it into the hands of somebody that, that needs it. And I think there's a lot of people out there that do.
0: Well, Warren, you have been a huge influence on me personally, on Gabriel fitness. I know on Tom as well. And, uh, it's, it really is that was one of the highlights of my life was to get, um, be able to speak alongside you at perform better that was well, really
2: what, what people didn't see about that is we had a bad highlight that oh kind of my first. gosh
0: that's right we yeah, have to so tell the story
2: maybe we'll end on that but uh vince and i afterwards were celebrating and we're in chicago and we went to a place called the hofbrau house and i've been to the real Hofbrauhaus house in germany and this doesn't happen but for some reason at the one there there'll be a person there and they'll say i don't know somebody pays you and they they crack you in the butt with a like essentially a paddle but it like is like a baseball bat but flat and i don't know how me and vince get i don't know how why we were the i think we're sitting at guy. the end of the table <laughs> yeah i guess we're at the end of the table but somebody remember somebody had come up
0: i think uh, it was four years it was, it was like i think it was my initiation yeah.
2: so you, so yeah so, so vince, i don't know why you had to do it <laughs> yeah i don't know but people, i did not pay for this but this lady steps up and this lady is big huge forearms, you know, and she takes a cut, you know, she hits uh, Vince and he doesn't flinch or make a face. So I'm like, okay, cool. This can't be that bad. And then she hits him again. What was it? Three hits. Yeah. Three hits we took. And, uh, and he sat down and it was like nothing. And the crowd's clapping. So I'm like, Oh, cool. So I get there. And man, that first shot I took, I could not believe like I, I, I turned around thinking, it was like you know, I I turned around thinking it's Aaron Judge with a the, they've switched her out for him and like and that was hit number one. Hit number two was worse, and then this lady wound up and put one right on the. It wasn't even my butt. It was like the backs of my hamstrings, and I felt like I felt like she tore them both off. And I'll tell you what, that was one, and I kept saying it to Vince. I was like Vince. Like, was that bad? Because, like, that was, like, one of the worst experiences I, I, I've ever just had. And he was like, yeah, but I wasn't going to show it. But, but so for everybody listening, do not ever get in a pain tolerance contest with Vince. Because <laughs> I know I made a way worse face than he did. And I'll say this, and, and I hate nose because I sent him pictures. Guys, I was bruised up and, uh, like, had, like, <laughs> had, like, had, like, scabs. Like, I actually <laughs> lost skin. And I was <laughs> pants when this lady hit and i mean it was bad for a while my wife got a real kick out of it which which i guess the only her only regret was she wasn't there to watch me get beat up uh, but holy cow guys so maybe the, yeah the final big advice is don't do that if you don't have to but if you do have to know it's way worse than it like you think it's going to be
0: would well, I was, I was highly motivated because I, and I, and I manufactured this in my own mind. Oh. Right. But, but I was highly motivated and because the big thing I perform better is do you get invited back? Yeah. Right? That is, that's like the thing is like, you can, there's a lot of guys that speak, but you know, they give a, get a shot and do you get invited back and if you get invited back. It's usually a good sign. And so I, I don't know if this was so anyway, so like the guy, Chris, Chris Poirier, who runs the whole thing he, I I'm bent over the table, I'm bent over the table, and he looks at me, and he puts his face right in my face, and he says, look me in the eyes the whole time, and do not flinch, <laughs> look me in the eyes, and do yeah, not which flinch,
2: which I would have got that advice, I, you know. which
0: I, and, and I was just like, this is it, it's like, if I flinch, I'm done, I never get invited back, and if I don't flinch, I'm on the tour for as long as I want to be, and so that's, that's, maybe but that's gonna, why, it, I had a lot cool on the attention. line,
2: Martin, but you will admit right like dude it hurt oh yeah it was but i mean like bad like that was like i was busted up like for a few days and I, you know and, no but we both remember though and there was and the lady goes oh no now oh, the, yes. ultimate line, <laughs> the ultimate line the ultimate line and i'm not gonna curse i'll let you do it but I'll do say, it. say what the lady said at the end
0: she both, and she's like good and she goes man you all been through some shit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she said that because she goes, she couldn't, she hit us as hard as she could and we weren't flinching. So she yeah. wanted to get something out of us. And uh, so at least I guess that was our big trophy that, Hey, if you are going to get hit, you got to make the lady that hits everybody say that or you're nothing.
0: Right. Yep, yep. And actually that, that was the, uh, that's how I started my presentation. <laughs> In, uh, you, I don't think you saw that. I'll have to send you the video of it. But uh. Uh, yeah, it was great.
2: Good awesome.
1: Time. Yeah.
0: Well, hey,
2: I, I think, man, we've covered so much incredible stuff. Yeah. And uh, for anybody listening, maybe a great summary here is, man, there's so many things. You better have a paper and a pen and be taking some notes on certain areas because we hit identity, we hit staffing, we hit customer service. And, you know, how was it? Holy cow, I, I can't believe, you know, an hour and a half just went by. But the whole, but the whole thing is – guys, nothing had any value if you don't put any action behind it. Yeah. Like, not, like, it means nothing mm-hmm. if now you think you know it and you don't do anything with it. So my final advice, and then I'll let these guys close it out, is pick one thing. Like, what was one thing on there that you got to do? And at least deep dive into that. And then when you've got that down, do the next one. But that's the only way stuff's going to happen. Like, So if you are grinding or you are unhappy, nothing's going to change until you change something. And, uh, and it, it has to happen, especially if you're not, you know, where you want to be right now.
0: Well, I'll let Tom close it out because he has a big man crush on Martin. i going to want to close it out. Well, yeah, Martin, it was an honor, man. Thank you so much. This was awesome. So, uh,
1: so we appreciate you having, having you on, man.
2: No, my pleasure, man. Tell, hey, and hey, for anybody listening, if you loved it, Say you want it, be on there again, and we'll do it again. And we'll reminisce about some other story where I got beat
0: up. Martin, <laughs> <laughs> well, Thanks again, man. Have a great day. Okay. Uh, well, guys, we'll, we'll post the link uh, to buy the book in the show notes. We'll make sure we have that in there. Um, but, again, Martin has put uh, 20 years of his life uh, into this book, and uh, I think it's going to be a great one for your library. Thank thanks, you. Thanks a lot for listening,
1: guys. Thanks for listening to the show. Hope you enjoyed it. Do me a favor and click subscribe, and if you can, leave a review. Whatever you think about us, let us know. We want to make this show better, but by by subscribing to the podcast, you get updated every time a new show comes out, and by leaving a review, you help us make this show better. Thanks a lot. Have a great day.